Dude, that is trippy. Oh, man. It's interesting. And I couldn't tell if it was formatted differently. We'll just put it out there. I do have an 11 inch iPad Pro now. Um, I've, I've got it for a little while because once the 12.9 inches come in, I, I will be switching out to, to that size. But um, they had these in. They gave me one. I'm playing around with it. And then when the, the bigger ones come in, I'll, I'll switch permanently to that size. I wasn't sure. I, I didn't really look at the keyboard all that much when I first got it. You know, you're going through the whole setup process. And I had, I had saved a backup, an encrypted backup to iTunes just to make it really quick and easy. Which, by the way, that is probably the most painless way to restore a phone or any iOS device to me. The experience has gotten so much better. Like when Brittany got her new 10s, all you had to do was bring up another device close to it. And so it's gotten so much better, you know, restoring a, a phone from iCloud and just bringing all that, that stuff in. But still, to me, the quickest, even though it's not quick on the front end, when you have an encrypted backup, man, it loads so fast. And then all your passwords are there. You don't have to mess with any of that stuff. That's that's what I like about it is just not having to mess with all the password stuff, even though they've gotten way better in iOS at, at making it easier to do that. Anyway, I spent a long time getting it just ready, right, and, and getting the stuff on there. And then I, and then I go home because it was at the end of the day when I got it. I go home and I had stuff to do all night. And then I finally get home, get the kids to bed, and I, I'm finally getting to to – play with it you know I had, I had even put the keyboard on but just hadn't set it up to actually use it yet so I get it home I have it on the table and I just noticed that I keep I keep putting single quotes into things that I don't intend to put single quotes on and it was really confusing me and then I finally looked down and uh, noticed all these uh, extra characters and symbols that I have no idea what they are actually the first clue was when I when I snapped the uh, the iPad down into the keyboard in, you know, like a laptop mode or whatever you want to call it. I did get a prompt on screen that said, this is an Arabic keyboard. Would you like to set it up? I was like, what? Uh, no. And yeah, anyway, it's an, they ordered the wrong keyboard. In their defense, <laughs> they said it was the only keyboard available on the Amazon business site. I question whether that's true or not because the person who made the error has, is, you know, Occasionally makes errors on other things too, so I love them all. You know, they're 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 great, and they they give me the tools I need. But you know, sometimes they they goof up a little. So yeah, I have an Arabic keyboard. It's still functional. I I couldn't. This is what I couldn't tell though. Maybe you can uh, help me understand this. Is this layout of the keys the same for all eleven inch smart keyboard folios? but they just have different characters map like and what i mean by that is i kept messing up because i was trying to hit the shift key over here on the left but it's so small that is small that i kept hitting is it the same size as a standard key that's what i'm trying to understand i i haven't looked at the 12.9 inch keyboard layout or the just the regular english keyboard layout for you know just the standard for U.S. people, 
is this shift key bigger on that 11 inch smart keyboard folio? I don't. Or are they all this small? Because I I was making errors not because it's an Arabic keyboard necessarily, but because that shift key on the left is so so much smaller than I was expecting it to be. Granted, I'm used to the 12.9 inch key, uh, smart keyboard, which is basically a full size keyboard. And so I just don't know if if this shift key is always this small on all the the different smart keyboard folios or if it's just the Arabic version. But it led to a lot of uh mistakes uh for me typing and and if it's like this on all of them then that just further cements my desire to have a 12.9 inch because I don't think what's I, what's the key there between Z and your shift? It is uh like a single quote but it's it's uh is it the back tick? It's the back tick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that's not the way it is on the on the English keyboard. You you have the same you have a large shift key, same size as the other side. Okay, so if I had the right keyboard, then I would be perfectly fine with this 11 inch uh, model. Uh, that being said, I'm not gonna be sad whenever the 12.9 inch comes in because it's just what I'm used to, and I want that bigger screen. Uh, a lot of what I plan on using this for is uh, actual character creation we've we've started doing a little more of that um in, in my job creating learning content and all that trying to make characters and, and do some fun stuff with that and i i went to that adobe max conference back in october i went through their character animator boot camp and when i got back i was able to find uh, a, a pre-built character on getty and just download that it kind of looks like me <laughs> And I just put a little, you know, logo on there that made it obvious where I work. But um, I didn't have to do much work to to get that into a usable state in a character animator. It really just, I had to go through the layers and just rename them uh, a certain way so that I could, could port them into character animator. And I mean, like within a couple hours, I had this character ready to go and could, could use it for different training videos. And uh, we've been doing that, but I would like to create some from scratch you know i don't want to just go out to getty and use all their pre-built ones although I'll, I'll definitely do that um i'd like to create some from scratch and just play around with that so and i'm i've had the 12.9 inch 2015 model for the last how long have you been gone philip <laughs> the a year, a year and a half almost and a half yeah so i've had well, it over for, over a year and had a half. it for a year and a half and i'm just used to that size and I'm definitely used to that that keyboard, um, I think I could get by with an 11 inch though. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't complain if once I had the right keyboard, I think I'd be okay on it. But I'm looking forward to that 12.9 coming in. Absolutely, it's it. It feels weird to me. I know it's thinner than the the, the old iPad Pro. It just doesn't feel like it is because it's so square, right? Or it's you know it's. That, that boxy design, mm -hmm. whereas pretty much iPads since, what, the iPad Air? Even the iPad 2 was, I guess they've all been kind of tapered, but... Yeah, the iPad 2 was the was the first one that kind of had this uh, rounded... Yeah, not quite as elongated tapering right. as, as the original did. Um, but really, since the iPad Air, they've all kind of been the same form factor... I mean, iPad Air, Air 2, iPad Pro, they've all kind of looked right. felt the same. Yeah, they, cha they changed the taper with the iPad Air before. The, like, the iPad 2 up to the iPad Air. Um, 
was was kind of the first time they tapered it because the first one it's kind of a lot more like the one they just came out with except for it was a whole lot thicker yeah. but it was it was a lot more square yeah even corners. yeah i had the original ipad and it was square at the edges mm -hmm. but still kind of had that taper whereas this but, is just square everywhere <laughs> can you tell me real quick i've i've got uh two safari apps running side by side on my ipad okay how do i go back to one safari app do you have any idea because I can't figure it out. I haven't, I haven't gone online and looked it up. I'm sure I can find it there. Do you still have the line in between? Them? Yeah. Well, you just swipe it all the way to one side, I think. I'm trying that. It's not working. How do you break the uh, pairing in the, in multitasking? Uh, I don't know. I don't, That's one of the problems with multitasking, to, I don't know how to right? Multitasking. I think I've said well it at all. on a previous episode. If If you and I don't know how it works reliably and consistently understand how it works then no one does oh no and that's frustrating to me not to go on too far of a tangent yeah here. i mean i'm i'm not sure how exactly you you make it easier i mean it's a, it's a tough problem to solve i mean like like cgp gray says though the model that they've adopted is laudable in the fact that you don't have to know about it to use your iPad. You can still just use it as a single app device. So can your mom, so can your grandma, so can your dad, so can your brother, so can anybody, right? That doesn't, doesn't know any, anything more than they've always known. I mean, if you just know how to use your iPhone, you can just treat your iPad like that. Never use multiple apps, um, which granted could, you know, you, you might, wish you could do that and you have no idea and you don't even know it's possible sort of thing but i think most people most people are probably fine just using one app at a time especially because like the management you have to do of the multiple apps when you introduce that is is tough i'll be honest until maybe i don't know the last month or so I didn't even realize you could pull a third app and slide over when you had two already in some in some type of pairing, whether it was, you know, a two quarter or two third two quarter <laughs> two thirds green one third, or you know if you had them in in you know equal. Yeah. Um, I I didn't know that you could do that, and I I don't know how I discovered it. I think I heard someone talking about it. It might have been. Might have been Renee Ritchie on Vector. I don't know. He has some really helpful little tips from time to time. And anyway, I did it, and now I love it. Um, but yeah, it again, if it's not something that you and I can easily replicate on a consistent basis, then I just really, although it is, I guess the, the multitasking is available across most iPads. I think you'd have to go back to at least what iPad Air 2 can still do uh, all the, the multitasking. Um, but really, I guess it is more of a pro type of thing anyway. So if most people don't, don't know, know. It, then it's probably not a big loss. No, I mean, I, I enjoy using it on, on my, my iPad 2017 model, um, the cheap model. And especially for... Things like this just split screen Safari. Now I got to figure out how to get out of it. <laughs> but uh, I've actually started using split screen Safari 
to, to greater effect. And I love doing that because oftentimes that's where I hit the limit on my iPhone, especially because they have got to redesign Safari on the iPhone. Like I, iOS 13 request, please just redesign to make it easier some way, somehow to switch between tabs. Oh yeah. Because it's we have so... to like swipe down or up to get the, the tab view again. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Well, like... I mean, you, you got to tap the lower right tab button and then, and then, then swipe to where you go. But I mean, if you just want to go back and forth between tabs, I mean, that's, that's the crazy thing is that it's easier, especially... <laughs> I'm thinking of how it is on the iPad. No, I know I'm not you even are. thinking about how it is on the well, phone. So yeah. on the phone, and especially with your 10-style device, it's so much easier to go between Safari and Notes than it is to go between just two Safari tabs. And yet, all the time, I want to go between two Safari tabs because I'm comparing this and that and this and that. And it's so... It's just obnoxiously tough to... well. It's not obnoxiously tough. It's obnoxiously tedious, I should say, to hit the tab view, hit the tab, hit the tab view, hit the tab, hit the tab view, hit the tab. And then, especially like if you want to have, have already scrolled to somewhere and then sometimes you can lose, lose it out of memory, especially with your lower memory devices, yeah. then, ah, it's obnoxious. <laughs> they they got to do something about that. My edits, then, my edits on my, on my note for the show tonight is going to be bananas crazy because of this... <laughs> Stupid keyboard. <laughs> Back ticks all over the place. <laughs> oh, I'm never going to get used to it. But that's okay because I don't have to get used to it. That's true. Right that's now, true. So, so uh, I mean, what what are your I mean, overall initial impressions? impressions? Yeah. Um, I, I would say probably the same thing that most people would say when they first see even the 2017 model when they went to this 120 hertz refresh promotion or whatever they call it. I mean, that's the big thing that really just jumps out at you. Mm-hmm. Even beyond the fact that the you know, the reduced bezels and the no really? home button. To me it's it's that that refresh rate of the screen and just how smooth it is. And I mean, when you're when you're so used to looking at these different Apple screens throughout the day, it really is a noticeable difference. You know, I I, I work in front of a 27-inch iMac I've got my my iPhone 10 with the OLED screen that that's great, um, but you know going from that 2015 iPad Pro that didn't have the True Motion because they didn't bring that in until 2017 uh, to to now having that, it's you can't really unsee it, and I feel like even more than I'd say even more than Retina, this is more noticeable. Like if I was just going to show this to someone who didn't understand Retina or or anything, of, of course you can't really have this without the Retina. I mean, they they go hand in hand. Uh, but to me, it's more noticeable than 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 the Retina. And I know that that may be a little blasphemous that's, to say, that but seems that seems hyperbolic because it's just it's just everything you do now. There's some motion built into it. It like is true. Switching between apps, all that stuff. The OS is obsessed with motion. Yeah, and and it to is... an obnoxious level. <laughs> on, like, I feel like I'm waiting on animations constantly, um, no matter what device I'm using. Like even on the eight that I use, I, I still feel like I'm waiting on animations because sometimes I feel like I'm waiting on animations on animations on the SE, and I'm like, well, you know, it's it's an older device. It's six S. Um, you know, processor device, so is what it is, right? 
but then I'll do the same stuff on the eight. And it's so obnoxious because you know where you need to tap. So you tap there already when it's moving there and then you always got to tap it again. And it's, oh, it's, <laughs> it's no fun. Uh, but yeah, that's the biggest thing to me so far is just that, that true motion or pro motion or whatever, whatever they call Promotion. it. motion. And I really like it because it's just, it's just nice. Um, the screen is, it's great. I mean, it, it, it's the, the, the bezels are not as thin as you might want them to be. They're thin enough that you don't have to see the notch. So I, I like that. Um, but when you're used to like a 10 style device or the 10 S the bezels on that are so much smaller other than the notch. So it, it, it doesn't give you quite that awe factor as you would expect to have this edge to edge. It is, it is great though. I mean, I felt this way about the phone. I mean, once you have seen that on the phone, I just can't see going back to a device that, that doesn't have that edge to edge feel, even though it's not entirely edge to edge everywhere. Um, and, and, and the iPad feels less edge to edge because the bezels are a little thicker, but it's still nice to just have all screen. Uh, I love, I probably enjoy face ID more on the iPad than on the phone just because the iPad is, is the way I use it. It's always in the perfect stance for face ID to work, right? There's no, you know, with, with the phone, you kind of have to angle it the right way. Uh, for it to be the most effective and with the ipad it's already in that stance usually because i always use it in you know in like a laptop type mode with with the the smart keyboard uh so it works great being able to just touch the screen to wake it up is is so much better than you know especially especially with the way the um the unlocking works on like notifications on the lock screen where with, with the, the previous iPad that I had, if, if a notification came up and I didn't catch it in time, you know, it, it's kind of a weird thing where you have to don't hit the home button because then it's just going to open straight up. Right. And you're not going to see the notification. You'd have to hit the lock button and then pl place your thumb on the, on the, the home button, but not actually press the home button in because you just want to unlock it to see the notification, but not actually go to the home screen. It's just like a tricky thing sometimes to, to constantly be reminding yourself of when you just want to see the notification, you don't want to actually go uh, and unlock the iPad. That is so much easier now with, with face ID. Cause you can just, for one, you can just t tap the screen to wake it and then you don't have to do anything. It just sees your face unlocks and you can see, the notification. So I really like that. Um, they absolutely solved the issues with, with the pencil in terms of, I think we talked about this last episode of, you know, it, carrying it around was such a hassle because there was no easy way to store it. And, you know, we both talked about how we kept the original case for the pencil and would just put it in there and you know it was just a process to get it out and, it's and madness and now it's there's no and and it wasn't charged when you got it out oh yeah then you have because to plug it in it had this dumb <laughs> feature that while it hung around the ipad in your bag well it's in the bag yeah always close enough would always try to keep a connection so that you could always just pull it out and use it 
but you couldn't pull it out and use it because it used a little battery for that connection. And it always, I mean, if you used it as infrequently as, as you or I do, right. then it would always be always dead. Be dead. Always dead. And then you then you kind of feel weird because you 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 know, stick the male in into the, the, the female end of the, the iPad and you just kind of like look around, make sure nobody's watching because it just feels weird um, that that's the way you had to charge that thing. And yeah, that's gone. I mean, I pulled this out of my, I don't think you were in here when I was, when I was setting up, but I, I pulled this out of the bag. I didn't have to do anything. It was already in that position. It stays really well in the bag. I mean, I haven't had it fall. I haven't had it disconnect once. I'm pretty careful with my bag. I don't just sling it around, you know, but um, I'm I'm pleased with how well it, it it stays on there, and then it's always charged. You don't ever have to worry about that. It's always charged because the way it it stays to the device always keeps it charged, and uh, they just have completely solved that that issue. Um, the the smart keyboard folio. I'm still getting used to not having the fold. I I know it was sometimes I guess awkward for people to try and think well. How do I fold it if I want to use it in laptop mode versus how do I fold it if I just want to just want to, you know, use it as a stand? Um to me, I didn't ever really use it in that stand mode. If I was going to watch something, I would just keep it in the laptop mode. Um, you know, cuz I I'd maybe have it at uh, my desk at home as like a, you know, have Netflix or whatever on it while I was doing work on on a laptop or what or whatever else. And so it was just always in that mode for me. Uh, so it was never weird. So now to me, it's actually kind of weird because there is no fold. You just can go between the, the two different viewing angles, but there is, it doesn't bend. The front cover doesn't bend at all. You know, you just open up and then you kind of have to, it's the back now that bends just slightly. And so that has been really weird to get used to because I've been so used to the, the original iPad Pro. And so that's been a little awkward. I'm still getting used to that uh, and trying to trying to figure out how that works. And um, I've only used it in that first position. I, I really haven't used it at all in that in that second position, which is more upright. I really don't understand what that is for. I, I guess it's just for maybe watching content. You know, I, I don't know what that that other position is for. I've heard people say, oh, it's nice. You have two positions now, but. I don't know what the practical use is of, of that, that second position. Yeah, I think you'd have to have it sitting up on up on something at a higher level than... I mean, it, it really does make sense as a replacement for that previous keyboardless mode because you, it, it wouldn't... Like, if, it, if, if you had it at the height which using the keyboard would make sense, you wouldn't want it that angled. Yeah. Um, or, or, or that little of an angle, really. Um, so I, I think, like, if you were watching it and you put it up at, at that level that, you know, is, is more of a, a watching angle and you're not really using the keyboard anymore. And if you were laying down and you had it sitting in front of you, like, that could make sense as well. This is another weird thing about me. I don't ever lay down with this thing. And I didn't with the, with so, the old one either. So strange. Um, I always... I'm always, Like, if I'm watching... If I'm just using it to watch something, which is... Really, it is my primary, or it has been my primary viewing device. You know, if I'm going to watch something on, well. Other than your TV. Well, I don't really watch the TV that much anymore. Okay. 
when it's something like when I'm just watching one of my shows, right? Like I have a lot of shows that are just Levi shows, right? Brittany's not watching The Walking Dead with me. She's not watching Better Call Saul. You know, that's her loss. Uh, <laughs> so when I'm watching those shows late on Sunday nights after it's aired, I'll watch it on the AMC app, right? When everybody's asleep. And yeah, I could watch it on the TV. We got the Apple TV. Can watch it on the AMC app in there. Our TV is so bright. <laughs> like it is so blindingly bright late at night that I just feel more comfortable just watching on the iPad Pro with my AirPods. I, I love watching the Apple TV and using my AirPods. It's great for that. So I can be quiet in the living room, but the screen is so bright that I just didn't know that it. it I, I, we put a blanket down in front of, of Everly's room so that the light doesn't go in. Uh, I guess I could just do that with the boys too, and then I would feel comfortable watching something on, on that TV, but I don't know. It's just easier sometimes. Usually I'm working on something else anyway, so I'm not even in the living room, and yeah, I don't know. So th it, this has been the iPad okay. for, for the last... So even including the TV. I Speaking of, of bright TVs, I, I totally agree with the brightness of TVs, especially because I, I watch a lot of stuff. Um with no lights on at, at night and that sort of thing. And every time they don't really talk about this much anymore. An Apple TV set, it's kind of, that ship has sailed, but it used to be back when, back when the Apple TV needed to redesign back when the Apple TV was getting old in the tooth. And I don't understand what that phrase is for. I know what it means, <laughs> but I don't understand where it came from. But um, when, when the Apple TV was getting a little Mac mini, like, then there was always talk about, well, maybe Apple just come out with a full-fledged TV set and here's why they wouldn't and here's why they would. One of the reasons that I wish they would solely is just because the brightness, just having like the brightness controls you have on a Mac or an iPad for that matter, just having that sort of just make it brighter or make it not brighter would be so great. Like I would love that. The brightness, like, because it seems to me like when you, when you do that sort of brightness thing, it takes care of all like the contrast that needs to go with the brightness and any other related things to brightness because TVs to their credit, I guess when you control brightness, it's just like the, the backlight basically. It's just, just the brightness only, but the contrast doesn't change, which sometimes just makes it look weird when you only take down the brightness without taking down the contrast. And then you, you have to go into a menu to do any of that. And then you're going to have to go put it back. Of course, when you're watching it during the daytime, no one wants to do that. Well, it's even crazier with, with OLED. And, and especially if you do have like an Apple TV 4K combined with the OLED, even when you just launch the Apple TV, it, it, it goes straight to that Dolby Vision mode and it is so bright. I mean, just that opening screen. It's so crazy but, bright. I mean, you're using dark mode on your Apple TV, right? I do at night, yeah. But like... I'm thinking about in the morning whenever the kids wake up okay. and uh, we'll usually like start off with maybe a little Daniel Tiger in the morning or something just to kind of ease into them waking up and, and try and give Brittany a little bit of a cushion because, yeah. you know, she sleeps a lot. So you longer. have it set to the auto mode. Yeah. For, so for in the mornings white, for white and black, it's white and it's hilarious. Every morning never fails. When I, when I turn it on, the kids are just like, <laughs> Blinded the light. by the light. You should, you should, you should put it on on dark. You should put it on black. Yeah, and just leave I, it there. I could, but that's how, that's how we have ours. And 
I never regret it. It wouldn't really change anything though, because as soon as I launch that Disney Now app or PBS that, Kids that or whatever, it's gonna blind them. So that it might true. save them a few seconds of being, of being blinded. Um, but yeah, it, this is has been my primary viewing device for the last year and a half, and uh, I'm excited to continue using this one. I, I will say though, it it is bulkier now with this uh, folio. And it just makes sense, right? Because now you've got cushion on the back and on the front. Um, I feel like overall, and I, I don't know, I haven't actually looked at this, but I just feel like overall the device is thicker when you're using the smart keyboard folio than the previous model was, just because you do have that on the back now. Yeah. Uh, it does feel a little strange to when you when you flip the the keyboard around to the back to just to just hold it as like an, a normal iPad. Filling the keys back there is just strange. It's a little off-putting. It doesn't do anything. I mean, you're not going to accidentally engage them. It just doesn't. It just doesn't feel like you would expect holding an Apple device with with a case like that to feel. Um, so I would say if you are just going to use it as a, as a, a tablet, I would just take it out, you know, of the case when you're doing that because for one, it's going to feel so much less bulky and you're really going to get to appreciate the design of it. Just feeling uh, all that. That's like when I, when I take, when I'm at work, I'll, I'll take my phone out of its case. This is the only place I feel safe to do that. <laughs> and I there just, are no children around. Yes. And it just feels like this is how they intended me to experience this device. Right. And it feels so good. It, it just looks so good. It feels good in the hand. Um, I feel that same way about this iPad. You know, if I'm not, going to be using it in this laptop mode just take it out like when i when i finally do get around to drawing a little bit more i'm looking forward to doing that and just kind of laying back holding it drawing um because it is a really pretty device like just the overall design of it um like i said earlier it does feel thicker even though it's not it's kind of like the whole macbook pro versus the macbook air thing because you know the macbook pro technically is thinner you know, at its thinnest point than, or well, not at its thinnest point, but at, at its thickest point right. than the the MacBook Air is. But because of the way the MacBook Air is tapered, it just feels like it's an overall thinner device, which I guess technically it would be. Um, but anyway, that's the same vibe I get with, with this iPad when compared to the previous model because it is just, you know, so rectangular all the way through. Uh, I don't... I don't know. I can't really <laughs> can't really talk about the keyboard too much because I'm having some real issues <laughs> with this Arabic keyboard. Um, but that's nobody's fault, you know, other than the person who ordered it. Um, I don't even know if the the normal keyboard will come in before you know the 12.9 comes in. So I I probably won't get to play around with this one too much. Um, compared to my 9.7 inch iPad Pro that I that I was using back when it came out March 2016, something like that. Uh, it's it's more comfortable to use than that slightly, uh, but again, you know, tw it's twelve point nine or bust for me when it comes to the keyboard because it just feels so good because it it does feel like an actual normal sized uh, Apple keyboard and so I don't make as many errors on that. Um, it, it, and you know, I th I think what everybody has said and I wouldn't really be able to add too much to it is just that. You know, it's the same, it's iOS 12 on this great new hardware, but, you know, there's really not any features 
that are specific to this new hardware, you know, from the software perspective. So we'll see when that stuff comes. I know everybody seems to think that, you know, iOS 13 is going to just be this wonderful cure-all for, for iPad productivity, but, you know, who knows? I mean, it, I guess it could be another, what, iOS 9.3? Was that when all the all the uh, multitasking stuff came in? Which was kind of a prelude, right, to the... Uh, yeah, yeah, it was iOS 9. That's, mm-hmm. That came out before the, the actual iPad Pro hardware came out, right? And everybody was kind of like, well... I think it was just iOS 9. Um, but yeah, I mean, it did come out before the iPad Pro hardware because it, because iOS 9 came out in 2015, announced at WWDC 2015 in June, and then released in September. Yeah. And they talked to, about multitasking and people were like, well, why would you really want to do split screen on right. a, a 9.7 inch? And the iPad Air 2 was really the only one that could do it. Uh, and then, oh, full oh, on. I get it now. Right. Which, can I, can we just talk about that for a little bit? Because I've had this conversation with a few people. Um, You know, friend of the show, Justin, he he has a 12.9 inch iPad Pro that he got for his work. Um, He got it the day it came out. And he and I have had this conversation a little bit where I just thought it was crazy redonkulous whenever they announced the original iPad Pro. I just couldn't understand why you would want to use an iPad that large, you know? Like, it just, it seemed so gargantuan to me at the time. And I had really no interest at it in it at all. And, you know, if it hadn't been for you <laughs> convincing people that we worked with at the time that, you know, we could get some potential benefit out of it for, for the work we were doing, I don't know if I ever would have really experienced it and, you know, subsequently fell in love with it like I did. But it, it's just, it's funny to me now to think how much I've, like, straight on lusted after this new <laughs> iPad. <laughs> As soon as they announced it, like I just knew I wanted it, right? Even more than, uh, you know, I was really excited about the watches. I, I still don't have a watch. Now, granted, I didn't, I, I didn't buy this iPad. You know, I just I was able to get through work, but I just really wanted this iPad. When out of all the announcements they made in the fall, and it's it's funny to me to think about how much I like it when I think back on how much I was just really apathetic about <laughs> the iPad Pro. When it was originally announced, what was it to you? I mean, what, because you were the one that was really, really wanted to use it. And I mean, what drew you into it? I, I mean, part of it was just, just the newness. Um, and, and the, the pencil was really interesting to use. And, and I mean, that was their first smart keyboard. I mean, it was the first keyboard that they had released since the very first iPad when they had this weird keyboard that you put slotted an ipad and portrait orientation i don't even i don't even remember had a, that had a dock connector that was a thing in the so right uh, you had your keyboard and right in front of your keyboard was a dock connector a little uh little support at the and back I, I had an og ipad and you and you put it in in portrait mode that's gross because you, the dock connector was at the bottom and you oh, slotted yeah. it in had to be yeah that makes sense so yeah that, that was an interesting product <laughs> <laughs> well you know people were really confused when some of the 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 rumors started to come out about the smart keyboard or the smart connector being moved. Right. And and people, I remember articles coming out at first that, <laughs> that people thought it was going to be in portrait. Like you were going to have to put the keyboard in in portrait. I think some of the reason people thought that was because 
they thought it would also have Face ID, and of course, Face ID only works in portrait on the phone. So I guess it made some sense for them to go down that far. But I mean, come but on. But of course, I mean, with the multitasking as it is, it doesn't make any sense because you can't multitask in yeah. portrait mode. Could you imagine if they, I mean, obviously they didn't, but could you imagine? I just knew that they were going to be able to, to get it to work in multiple orientations, the face ID, because there's no way that, that you could release an iPad and it only, face ID only work in portrait mode. That's just not, especially an iPad Pro, because that's not, I would say that's not how most people would be using it, right? Oh, my, wow. So it was like a, you're showing me this this uh, original iPad, um, what, like in 2010, this keyboard? 2010, for, correct, April. For, so it, it looks exactly like a magic keyboard, but with just a little dock, um, <laughs> little dock attached to it. I have no memory of that at all. And I, I bought an original iPad. No memory of that. That's, that's just gross. It's available for $10 on eBay. Is it really connected to the, to the smart keyboard? Uh, it, well, it's, it's not. Yes, I mean it's not a smart keyboard. It's it's the previous generation keyboard. But like they're connected to but that yes. dock. Yes, yes, it's yes. just one. It's, it's one all unit. one piece. That is now there was something. There was a uh, a dock, the iPad first gen uh, docking station that had no keyboard and was just was just this bad boy. Just, just a docking station to put it in there to charge. I mean it was just a dock like a. Like an iPhone dock. That old, uh, what was that, the, the 30 pin? The 30 pin dock connector. Man. Which, you know, it, it, had, its, it had its drawbacks, obviously, but man, it was, it was a rough connector. <laughs> and actually, I was, I was, uh, we have a display port, um, like full-on display port, not mini display port, but we have display port cables in most of our conference rooms now because all of our HP laptops at work have display port, um, full, full display port, not mini display port. Um, in them. So, I mean, it's been nice to use those instead of VGA. I'll give it that. But the DisplayPort does have uh, the side pins so that it locks it when you put it in, just like the old dock connectors. And uh, you, have to, you have to push it. You have to, you have to push this button as you're pulling it out to release the, the side pins that lock it in. Um, the dock connector actually got away from those by the, by the end of its life. Yeah. But, when, and they got thinner, too. And they got thinner because like you, didn't have the to have the, you didn't have to have the squeezers. Um, but I mean, it was still, a, it was still a one way connector, you know, you, you couldn't, couldn't put it in either way. Um, but I mean, w- I mean, what a great feature to have in, you know, lightning and USB-C, right. basically all, all the connectors now, super other, underrated, other, other than USB-A, of course, um, is just, just being able to just plug it in either way. Oh, it's just wonderful. <laughs> I'm so glad that connectors, connector designers actually have. Figured out that that is that's a must, you know. I haven't had a chance yet to play with the USB C as much. Um, I have this Kingston USB C uh, dongle that I use for the MacBook Pro. That, by the way, is is really pretty cheap for as many ports as you get on this thing. It's got like two USB threes. It's got an HDMI, and then I think it has two other USB C inputs on it too. It's a great dongle. Like if you're if you have to live in Dongle Town, which if you have a MacBook Pro or a MacBook or a new MacBook Air, that's where you live, or a new iPad Pro. Um, it's a great dongle and really not that expensive. 
way cheaper than Apple's, and you get way more on it than than you know the biggest one Apple has. Um, in theory, it should work with this. I I haven't tested it yet. Um, I thought about testing it Friday, uh, while I was working on some other stuff because. I'm like, I can just hook this up to this 27-inch monitor and see, and see, see. Side, we'll get to this conversation in a second, but um, it, it should work with with you know that. I mean, I should easily be able to plug it into this display and uh, and use it that way. And I'm curious what other other little things I can get it to do um, through that, you know, through that dongle. But probably all I can really do with it is is just display it on something else. Uh, but it's nice. I mean, it's nice being able to just have that one charger. Um, it, it's n- even nicer to me on the it, the it comes with a USB C cable and it's USB C on both ends, so I can just plug it straight into the laptop, which is pretty pretty dang handy. Um, I guess technically I could plug it into my Switch. <laughs> I mean, you sent me an article about that. Um, it is kind of glaring though as as more and more of these pro uh, computing devices switch to USB C and you know the phone still has lightning. I don't know. I, I wonder how soon that will come. Um I don't know if, if this fall is too soon. Uh it just seems like, you know, once you really move the iPad that way, you're just trolling your user base to have to carry so many cables around. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Sort of. Um, I mean, I mean, there, there's a couple of of aspects of that that I hadn't really considered until people started mentioning them. One of them is that you really wouldn't want the phone and AirPods to have a different connector because those are well, so tied together. New AirPods are going to come out so, at some point. Of course, you. I mean, you could have USB-C AirPods and for if sure. The, if the new AirPods come out first... Which they probably won't, but let's just say in some fantasy world they came out before the fall, and if they're USB C, it's a done deal, right? No, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's a done deal if those come out first and they're USB C. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I, there's there's reasons to, and there's and they'll probably just to. they'll probably just put out a new AirPod case with nothing because it's just going to charge wirelessly because they're you know, they have courage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but here's here's what I want to talk to you about regarding the USB-C treatment and being able to plug it into a larger monitor. Um, I, I see people talking about this, especially when it first came out and people were reviewing it. And, you know, they're talking about how you can, in theory, plug it up to a 5K monitor, which <laughs> in actual practice is very difficult, difficult because there aren't that many 5K monitors on the market, it turns out. 4K monitor is a little bit easier to find. Um, well, it's got to be a USB-C right. monitor, not a, not a Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt 3. Monitor. I don't know if there are any 5K USB-C monitors out there. Yeah, and I, I guess for the 5K monitors that are out there, can you just use an HDMI, like USB-C to HDMI? I, I don't think so. I mean, I think it has to be a USB-C signal. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I mean, you could see how it works with your dock. Um, I'm not sure who will or will or not. All of that's confusing to me. It's, especially like with the TV, because I didn't actually need a new HDMI cable once I moved up to a 4K TV and the Apple TV 4K. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they they make you think that you need a new cable because they want to sell you a new cable, but for most cables that you probably already have, HDMI cables at your house, 
most of them probably already would work. Yeah, I mean, I think there are elements um, that require like HDMI 1.4 or something along those lines, um, especially when you have like a certain. I don't think it was HDR necessarily, um, but it was a certain Dolby color. Vision. <laughs> it was a certain uh, maybe maybe it was Dolby Vision or something like that that actually requires um, Just a little and, more oomph. And, well, it requires I think unidirectional HDMI cables. Have you heard about these Mm-mm. HDMI cables? That it matters which side you plug in which side. Like oh. the, there's actual input output to be had there because. Because uh, your standard HDMI cable doesn't care which way you plug it in, and so it basically has like half. It's like a it's like half of a cable inside there. It's like two cables really, one that could go one way with input output on this end. One you could flip it around, and now it's doing input output the other way. And maybe that's the case. That's that's the way I think about it. As there's basically two cables inside, and it just uses the half that it needs to because you plug the input in here, you plug the output in here. But for this greater level of HDMI, it needs to use the whole cable. And so it's just unidirectional. And it's like, no, 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 this has to go in the device and this has to go in the TV. One way. Right. (laughs) Or another. But here's my question. I'm going to find you. Um, I'm going to get you. you, you. (laughs) Here's my question, Philip. Why would you want to plug your new iPad Pro into a bigger screen? What is the workflow that would benefit from that? I don't, because all it does is just mirror the app, you know, whatever app you're in, it just mirrors the display well, onto a bigger display. It can, it cannot. I mean, certain, especially app developers can decide what's going to be on the external display. So it could be that your content alone is on the external display. I mean, say that you're editing video, then we'll just use iMovie because that's what's available um, in addition to to others. Hey, Premiere, Premiere Rush is Pre- available now. Premiere Rush is available now. Um, then like your your movie, your video could be the only thing on your larger display. Like your whereas, program like, monitor. Right, whereas all your controls and, and, and the video that you're editing are on your iPad, obviously. So, I mean, it is, it is awkward, though, that you're going to be going back and forth. But... I don't know that it's that much different than having it on one monitor versus another, except for you're just looking left and right. Yeah. Um, versus versus up and down. Obviously, there, I mean, there's the other utility of it, which could be that if you've got a screen and your iPad is is your only content device, then if you're showing a movie on your iPad, you could plug it in. The, the larger display and watch the movie there instead of on the iPad. Yeah. I just, the amount of excitement that I've seen people have for the ability to do this doesn't jive with the actual, um, the actual, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like the actual practicality of it, you know, and maybe yeah. I just don't know which apps are available that actually make a good use of this, but I just think like there's, I just can't look at what I what I do on it and understand what would the benefit be of, for one, hooking it up to a 1080 display with no promotion. Like, that's just gross. I don't want to see that. Um, it's not even going to, you know, it's not going to fill the whole display because they're different aspect ratios. I, if you're I, just watching a movie, I get that. Yeah. But like an actual working type of situation, I just don't know 
for me, there's nothing yet that fits that. I would love to, I would love to know. Like, I mean, I've, I've seen people on Twitter commenting about this and I've, I've replied to some of them. Like, I'm not just trying to troll you here. Like, this is an honest question. What is the use for this? Like, I would, I really want to know. I'm not trying to be facetious because I love the iPad pro. Like I'm not one of those, oh, you can't do real work on it type of, of people, but I just don't know what the practical use cases are of that. And hope I, it does give me hope though, that the fact that you can do that. And, um, just the fact that USB-C is on here, that hopefully that will lead to more benefits and, and being able to do, you know, maybe someday plug in some type of, of storage device into it. Although again, I mean, I don't really know how many people would really need something like that, but, um, the fact is it's there and someday it should be easy to do. Um, but yeah, I, people excited about hooking it up to a 5K device. Well, good luck with that because <laughs> I don't know where you're going to find one that, that can actually do that. Um, and, and, and then again, like I would just much rather look at this screen because it's great. Like it's, it's just great. And I don't know, especially once I have that 12.9. That's all I'm going to want to look at. What's right in front of me. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> quick question to parlay into my next question. What has happened to your 9.7 iPad Pro? Is that is that been resurrected or is it's, it still just dead? I don't even know what to do with it. Like, okay. I mean, I know I would. I just need to take it in at this point. Um, yeah. So we we Thanksgiving we went to Oklahoma City, and we used it all the way there, and all the way back in the car because it was basically Everly's, you know, television because she was still rear facing uh, at the yeah, time. Yeah. So we. Pro tip, if you have kids and you get those, you buy those stupid mirror things to put on the, the headrest, um, just buy two and then break one of them or not break it. You probably have to break it to get that fake glass out. Um, that's what happened is we had one that it broke somehow. And so I pulled the glass out and I was, it's not real glass, but you know what I mean? And I was holding, I was about to throw it away in the garbage and I thought, this is actually a perfect size for an iPad. And so the next trip that we got ready for, I just slid the iPad in there. I mean, you have to kind of finagle it in. Um, but then you've got a perfect little, uh, little, you know, uh, TV for, for your child that's rear facing. So we've been using that, um, I think since Declan at some point. Smart. I think we used it with Kanan even when, when he was younger too. So y'all have, y'all have a DVD player? We do. Van? Okay. Yeah, we do. But have... she's rear facing. I think what we did with Hosea, I'm trying to remember if he was rear facing. He was still rear facing. In fact, Crosby was too. Um, for a short while, when we got the van. I think I think we just took those mirrors, and I think I just like aligned them to, <laughs> to aligned them the... to the to the DVD screen. That's funny. Yeah. Well, Everly was getting to the point where she was like kind of craning her oh, neck yeah. back anyway. She could kind of see it, but um, she is since front facing because she was you know, getting her arms out and we couldn't see. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's time. Uh, there you go. But, um, yeah, so it, it worked all the way back from Oklahoma City. And then I brought it inside. Actually, I put it in my bag. It was in my bag for like a day. And I didn't even know until I was at work and I was trying to get stuff out of my bag. And I realized, oh, it's still in my bag. Get home, take it out. I set it on the table um, in our dining room which is basically like an office and several days go by 
and Brittany needs to to teach or whatever it was, and I go to to get it, and it's just dead, like it's just completely dead. I plug it in, leave it overnight, try all the the different tricks, you know, the home button or the the lock button and the the home button holding that down. Um, nothing, man. It just will not start, and um, I don't have Apple Care on it, and even if I did, I think Apple Care is only what, like two years on an iPad. Only two years on an. So iOS even device. if I did, it would it would be right. gone by now anyway. So um, I just don't know. Like I, I just feel like it, I'm gonna take it in, and they're just gonna be like, "Well, it's gonna cost this much to fix it. You'd just be better off buying a, a new, you know, three hundred twenty nine dollar iPad." I'll probably take it in at some point. Um, it is a bummer because I mean, Brittany was using it to to teach. Um, you know her her Chinese classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of one of the companies she works for, they really promote trying to use the, their iPad app. I don't know why. I guess they creep on you a little bit better on that one. I, I don't know. Um, it is really helpful though because in the classes, there's like interaction points when you're like circling things on the, you know, the the presentation or whatever it is. And she said it was a lot easier to use than than actually hmm. using the laptop. Um, so I'm bummed out because she was really. I mean, once I got the the twelve point nine inch iPad Pro after after you had to leave, um, I wasn't using it anymore. I mean, it was my primary iPad. I bought it and and I don't remember. I didn't get it when it first came out. Um, in fact, I had to wait a little bit because I actually bought it uh, open box off Best Buy um, and got a really great deal on it. But it was, I mean, it was my iPad. I used it all during football season that year. And I think you got um, it. I think you got it in October. Maybe September. Yeah, I, I I think I had it before September because I think I had it the whole football season mm-hmm. that year. And I mean, I was using it and and it was, you know, the keyboard, it wasn't great. It was it's a little too small. I'm glad they went to the ten point five and now and even the eleven well, I mean, it's still basically the ten point five dimensions um on the eleven inch. It it's a just a, a better enough, but it's still, you know, it's still no twelve point nine inch keyboard. Uh, but she, I mean, once I started using the 12.9 inch from work, I just stopped using it. And finally one day I was like, I just need to set this up for her. I mean, it could just be her, her iPad and I'm not using it anymore. And, uh, then she started using it for those classes. And so, yeah, I'm really bummed out because it, she was using it a lot. I mean, she was getting really good use out of it and I felt bad because, it was a, it's a great iPad and I just wasn't using it anymore. I was just sitting in my desk and I felt, and I didn't want to, I didn't really want the kids using it that much because it's, you know, it's like too nice of an iPad for them to use at this point. Cause they're not very careful with them. And, um, really all it was being used for at, at a certain point was as a TV on trips. <laughs> I just, that felt wrong to me. Um, but yeah, I just need to take it in and, and I just, I don't know, like, I'm just afraid it's, like, completely dead, you know? I don't even know if they'd be able to run a diagnostic on it. Yeah, I'm not sure. If they can't get any, you know, if they can't get uh, the power on at all. Yeah, I mean, they can they can plug it in and run different diagnostics than they usually would. I mean, usually they just run the wireless diagnostics, but yeah, I, I think they could do something. Um, did you try DFU mode already? I tried whatever you, you had sent me. Hold the home button while you plug in. Yeah. Plug it into the computer. I just couldn't get nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Man, that's nuts. It's a bummer. That's crazy. And I've never had that issue with, with an iPad. Yeah. I've had 
two iPads get broken uh, because of my children. Right. Um, I had an iPad Mini too. That that I think that was the first one, the first iPad Mini that had Retina. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I bid on that. I don't know. Like at the time, I was just like I thought I would like a smaller iPad, and I thought it would be great for Canaan because that's when we just had Canaan, and I just thought it'd be easier for him to to hold, you know. Um, so we had that, and then after Declan came along, one day, um, he, the iPad Mini somehow ended up on the floor. I think he was just pushing stuff off the couch, and so the iPad Mini was on the floor. And then he went to push the 2011 MacBook Pro, which is basically, you know, like a bag of bricks <laughs> compared to the iPad Mini. And it fell straight onto the iPad Mini screen and just destroyed it. And I took it to, you know, like a third-party screen mobile, you know, fix-it type place. And, um, you know, they weren't charging very much to do it. So I was like, well, we'll go ahead and do it. Um I, I I finally get the notification that my repair is ready <laughs> and I, I come in to, to pick it up and they're like, Oh yeah. Um, it's dead. Like we just, we killed it trying to, to fix it. You know, I guess as these iPads kept getting smaller and smaller and like the phones too, then the way, especially with these tens and stuff now, like I would not trust going to a third party. If you have a newer phone, I tell that to people all the time if they have a broken screen, if it's relatively still new, I'm just like, you You just need to go to Apple and pay the, the larger price because they're going to know how to fix it. Now, if you've got, if you're still rocking a six or whatever, <laughs> yeah, just go to the third party and have them fix it. But these newer, cause it takes a while for people to figure out how to do these third party repairs. And anyway, as I found out with this iPad mini, it, they just killed it trying to, trying to fix the screen and so they just gave me they're like hey here's some some ipads we have available and one of them was an ipad air and it was actually a better <laughs> better ipad than the one i had and so i ended up with that and then that was a great ipad for a little bit and then i got the new ipad pro 9.7 inch and that ipad air got its screen got busted too and i never fixed it because i was just like i didn't need it it i actually still have it but at this point the cost to repair it would probably be more than the device is, is worth, I would think now. So I don't even know what to do with it. I just need to recycle it, but I just haven't done it. And yeah, so I need to find a way to get down to Little Rock and have them look at it. But I just, I'm just going to be bummed out because I don't, I just don't think there's any saving it at this point. If I can't get any of those methods for, you know, trying to <laughs> resurrect your iPad that won't, yeah. that won't start. If none of those are working, I I just can't imagine that it's salvageable, or if it is, that it's going to be cost effective. Yeah, and that yeah, bumps me out. Be interesting to see. Yeah. But yeah, it's probably not good. Yeah, but she, I mean, she was using it, and I know she actually liked using it better than than the uh, the laptop for teaching the classes. So we'll see. We'll see what the damage is. Yeah, if we can get it fixed. I I want to say, in response to your story that I, I highly endorse OtterBoxes on iPads for children. Uh, all three of my children have iPad Mini 2s. They have lived in OtterBoxes since the day they were given them, and they have brutalized those iPads. They get dropped all the time. They get stepped on. They uh, The other day, I was 
I was even looking at Crosby's and I was like, that is, it looks just, that screen just looks weird. And then I started pushing around on it and it, it just had water underneath it. <laughs> and so the OtterBox has a, has a screen protector like built in. Oh, not in the actual the screen box. of the iPad. No, no, no. Okay. This is just behind this, <laughs> behind the screen protector that is part of the OtterBox case. So I took it off and I was like, what? It was like soapy water. I was like, what happened? She was like, oh, I was just, you know, taking a bath with it. No big deal. I was deal. washing my hands or something <laughs> while, <laughs> with my iPad and it got in there. And, um, so I mean, yeah. they they ruined them, but they they still work perfectly funny, well. Yeah, the funny thing was, I was actually shopping for cases for it because it, it was kind of becoming more of well, Brittany was using it, and she's you know she can be clumsy at times, and and then the kids you know they do some ABC mouse on it occasionally. And so I was like, I really do need to get a case on it now that it's definitely not my iPad anymore, and just hadn't done it and. But there's no evidence that there's there's no evidence of foul play here. There's no noticeable like scuffs or there's no cracks in the screen. So I can't suspect that they dropped it or something. And it was in the same place that it was where I put it two days previously. So I just have no idea yeah. what happened to it. Yeah, the binary nature of of working devices is is always surprising you know like any device that stops working it's the moment before it stops working it's going to be working it's, just, it's a strange yeah strange phenomenon in some ways obviously sometimes you, there's a there's a clear cause and effect but then other times i mean it's an internal device that's just like all sorts of bits and electronics inside so yeah stuff just stops working and who who knows why it did that yeah know? it makes me sad I've, I've never i've never had an ipad fail you know, for a reason that I just couldn't obviously know. Yeah. You know, and so that that upsets me. And then the fact that this stupid 2011 MacBook Pro that I still have is still just trucking along somehow. I mean, the keyboard doesn't work, but, you know, just throw a smart keyboard on top of it and it's fine. I mean, <laughs> like I, I just, I'm really amazed that, I mean, it's a, it's a seven-year-old device, seven-and-a-half-year-old device, and it, it's still just... It's plugging along and it's relatively fast. I mean, yeah. I had upgraded it enough that it's not a miserable experience. The, the battery's junk, but, you know, just keep it plugged in and <laughs> it's manageable. Uh, but I really just, I, I hate seeing her like lug all that around when she's getting ready to go teach a class. And I was really, we had the laptop lottery last week and I was really like, crossing my fingers like please let me even if it's just an old macbook air like that would be perfect for her It'd be so light much easier and no go so now her ipad's gone too i gotta gotta figure out something for the man the old britney <laughs> so i did want to share with you before we talk about home buttons on ipads that the first generation ipad was a half inch thick it's 13.4 millimeters man. thick which is greater than twice the thickness of the newest iPad Pros. They are 0.23 inches thick, 5.9 millimeters. I still thick. have my original iPad. It kind of got passed around my family a little bit because I bought it, and then as soon as the iPad 2 was announced, I was like, sign me up. You know, it just, that was, it was, the the, the redesign of that was just, so good at yep. the time, you know. I mean, it's still there's probably still a lot of people that have 
iPad twos. In fact, the iPad two I had, it 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 got passed on to an, uh, one of Brittany's family members. They still have it. It still works great. You know, I mean, it's slow. Oh yeah, but it it's still trucking along. And um, but I I still have that original iPad. I think my sister bought it from me when I got my iPad two, and then she sold it to my mom, and then my mom spilled Dr Pepper on it, and then it ended up back with me because she thought I could. I don't know. I guess she thought I had like miracle hands and could somehow fix that. Uh, and I was like, mom, there's no fixing <laughs> dousing your iPad and Dr. Pepper. Like there's nothing I can do. And so it's just in, it's in one of my drawers at home. And occasionally, you know, if we, if we do some like spring cleaning, I'll, I'll see it. And yeah, you could kill somebody with that <laughs> thing. It is heavy. And it, it is it, the way it, it, it has that tapered design kind of, I mean, it's, it's, thicker in the middle than it is at the edges mm -hmm. but it's thick <laughs> it's really thick in the middle yeah i, so, I mean you really could crack somebody's head with that <laughs> yeah i held off on the on the original ipad um i thought about it so much use that thing in the computer store at the u of a many times at the time i was i was it was perfect for you it was back in situation. my denver days and i had a lot more disposable income than i do now and it was just nothing, man. I was just like, I had no kids and a lot of money, and I just went and bought one. Yeah. And I even got the cellular. And you know me, like, when I get an iPad, if I'm if I'm purchasing it, I'm getting the cheapest model I can, and that's just that, because the cheaper models they're fine, like they're gonna be great. I don't need a lot of storage, and uh, that, that was the other thing. This this work uh, iPad Pro, um. I was well for one. I wasn't expecting an 11 inch, and that's what they gave me, and that's great. I'm I'm gonna use it, and they're gonna let me have what I really want later. So I appreciate that. Um, but I didn't even notice until later that it was a 256 gig um, model that they bought, and I was just like, wow, that's. I mean, you could just use this thing forever and never never fill that up. I mean, even if I was editing video on it, I mean, you could do a lot with 256 gigs. It's just crazy. Yeah. How how much storage has uh has just evolved on these iOS devices and you know, let me just think back to the original, well, my first iPhone had 8 gigs and I think the original did it have 4 mm -hmm. and 8? I mean, were there yeah. two models. Yeah, the original there? iPhone was $499 for 4 gigs and $599 for that's, 8 gigs. That's insane. Until um 2 months later, Came out in June, September, they subsidized the price to $199, where it stayed for a while for the 3G, for the 3GS, for the 4, for the 4S. Uh, why is the 5 too? The 5, the 5, the 5 was $199, yeah. Yeah. 5S. And then the 6 is kind of when cellular plans changed and you started paying full prices for devices. And I still got my six on that too because yeah, because I was still on that plan okay. um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I got to my seven. So. Right, right, right. Um, but all that to be said, they dropped, they dropped the price three months after they came out with it. They subsidized it down to $199 for the four gig model. And if you had bought an iPhone in those initial months for the full four ninety nine or five ninety nine price, they gave you a hundred dollar Apple Store uh, gift card for your troubles. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, people were upset. It was a funky time. <laughs> it was the Wild West then. Man. Oh my I goodness! Mean, they're probably. <laughs> I guess they just weren't selling enough of them, maybe, and and they were trying to. I guess kind of like what's happening now. I mean, people the the way 
all these deals that are popping up on these 10Rs and these 10Ss, even from Apple directly, you know, people seem to think, man, they wouldn't do this if, if they weren't right. I mean, selling they, a they, little have, they have deals for trade-in devices. Um, they don't have deals for the actual price, but they're given more for trade-ins. Right. And, and all that sort of business. That's just how they do it. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it, it would lead you to believe that they are selling as well. And I don't know. I mean, maybe people are just fine with their successes and sevens. Successes, I, I will give them this. So I recently bought a success. So that you could trade it in. So that I could trade it in, <laughs> but then found out, no, I can't really trade it in because at that point you had to have a new line with Sprint to actually do that trade-in offer. So it didn't work out. So I ended up trading, I ended up selling that success to somebody else for the same price I had paid someone else for it. Um, and I, I implored them when they, when they bought it from me, I was like, get the battery replaced. Like you're about to give it to your son. The battery. Yes. Yes. It holds a charge like enough, you know, <laughs> Yeah. but get the battery replaced before the end of the year. And they did. And I'm so happy. Cause it's still at the, tw- is it 20 or 20, $29. Okay. Um, so it used to be $99 for the battery replacement on basically any, any iPhone it used to be $99. And then they had this whole hubbub about the fact that batteries get worse over time and that's physics, but they didn't tell anybody that they were, uh, keeping, well, actually at first they weren't keeping, uh, phones from shutting down randomly. Yeah. Cause I, I had a phone that was shutting down randomly and so did Blair. And then I sold it to my dad and it shut down randomly for him. And, um, they eventually made an executive decision, eventually they made software. an executive decision that they did not share with anybody that, in order to keep it from shutting down randomly, then it's just going to run at a lesser level. Which on its face, what they did to fix this problem, totally okay with. Right. Where they got in trouble was just not informing people that this is what was happening. And so, of course, people complain and they're like, I knew it. I knew they were trying to make my device worse. So I'd, I'd get a new one, right? You hear that? You heard a lot of that. I heard it the other on. day when I was sitting in this genius bar, and this older lady comes up, and uh, she needed a new battery. Is what she needed, um, and so they told her that. It's like you know, no, it's cheaper. No, she man. Was like, yeah, yeah. I need. I know. You made sure I need a new battery, right? It's like no, it's, just, it's physics. <laughs> That's okay? not what happens. <laughs> uh, but you know, people, people, people don't care. Um, but anyways, so because of that. They now are offering for this year only twenty nine dollar battery replacements, and then they used to be ninety nine dollars. They're actually only going up to forty nine dollars, oh, except that's great. for except for tens that are going up to sixty. Oh well, shut up! <laughs> you need to get your ten replaced by the end of the year. Is what do that I? Means. I yes. mean, I don't know. I guess it depends on what you what you what you intend to do with your ten. That's true. If if you're gonna if you're gonna keep it for well, I don't know past past next fall, then you should you should get it replaced because it's going up forty dollars after that, and you're all you're already down to what? You told me you're already down to ninety percent. Is that true? Yeah, I think so. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I guess it is. I mean, I don't really think about it too much. If you hit eighty percent, that's when that's when they suggest that you yeah you may, maybe consider because um, that's when they start doing the that's the when they, thing right the uh, throttling or they reduce peak performance prompt you with it yeah yes yeah I, it is a good a good thing to to think about right because. If you are someone that isn't going to upgrade every other year, like basically once you pay the device off, um, if you are going to hold on to it longer, Amy Elrod, I'm talking to you with your success still. 
then yeah, you definitely should, right? Because it's going to be cheaper to do it now and you're just going to extend the life of your device. Even if you are going to get a new device later and you're just going to pass this one down, it'd be nice to, to help someone out in the future. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I could see the, the merits of doing it. I'm not really sure uh, what I'm going to do. I guess it depends on, I think it really, for me, is going to depend on, well, what, what do they announce in this next fall? Like, what are the options? Uh, is it going to be compelling enough for me to to want to upgrade? Um, I really think, I mean, I've had this phone for over a year. I haven't noticed any dip in performance or like even right now. I mean, if I look at um, my battery life, I'm at 44%. Like battery life has been great for me throughout having it. It's very rare that I have to plug it in before I'm ready to, or well, I'm not plugging it in anymore, but it's very rare for me to have to charge it before I'm going to bed. Uh, I could see myself going, you know, beyond my, my normal two year cycle. Um, it really just depends on what they come out and, and, and announce uh, this fall, because I thought I would be fine with my seven and then they announced the 10 and then I, I just, yeah, I blacked out and then I had a 10. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't really remember what happened. You know, I'm kind of, I'm trying to think like, I mean, what might they come out with in the fall? That would be much different yeah. than what they have. I don't think we're going to see a lot of differences again until, you know, several years down the road. I mean, just like it was several years of that same that same style device, that five, the six, the seven, they all looked, the eight, they all looked pretty much the same, you know? I mean, there were definitely improvements on the inside, but people don't, most people don't care about that, right? They're, oh, it's the same old phone or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much they could do. And I don't, I didn't, I really have no interest in having a max, having more screen. Like, I don't know, man. This just, I like the way this, the size of this device in my hand. Um, I know it's not a one-handed device for a lot of people, but it's mostly a one-handed device for me. So I think about this a whole lot of my life. <laughs> and No, 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 no. It's not like we haven't talked about it every single episode of, of our Podcast. There's been a couple that it hasn't come up. It's interesting to me too, because I, I think like I, I use my eight one handed sometimes, but it's always like when I'm sitting down or when I'm standing very still because the, the other side of, of me not feeling like it's one handed device is that I don't want to have a case on my device mm -hmm. and the eight size and the 10 size as well is very much like, it can, it can be a one-handed device because I use Blair's every now and then and she has an OtterBox uh, symmetry case on her, um, on her eight. And at that level, it is a lot more, is a lot easier to go one-handed. But like if you're walking around, then I don't feel comfortable going one-handed with the eight. I feel totally comfortable going one-handed yeah. without a case, right? Because the case gives you, you know, a lot more grippiness. It's thicker. It's larger. Um, it, it's just so much different to hold. Um, so yeah, I mean, with a case, then you can make it one hand. And there's still a lot of stretching you would have to do with yeah. one hand, but it's also just easier to shimmy with one hand. But I just don't like using it with a case too. So um, I mean, that's one of the things I just love about the SE size is that it's so easy to use. And just like the, I mean, the the iPad style, um, new iPad Pro style, um, really sharp corners 
um, and flat design is and, and not rounded, you know, not rounded on the back. It's just so easy to hold with one hand. I feel totally comfortable, you know, using it with, with one hand while I, you know, even, even run around, you know? So I would, I would, I mean, I would just love for them to come out with a 10 style, uh, that size, but it's never going to be that no, way. I yeah. mean, the, the best, the best could be like a 10 style slightly smaller than the eight, but nowhere close to the, to the SE size on the, on, on the flip side of that is that I was using the 11 and the 12.9 as I was waiting for my battery to get replaced at the Apple store the other day. You're going to have to take in your iPad anyways. So that's true. Just schedule it. It takes one hour. You just stay there. They do it in the back and you have your battery. I just have to tell myself, even if I do this, it's not necessarily for me, but it'll benefit someone. Absolutely. In the future. Because I've really gotten out of um, the whole trading in, you know, trading. Basically, when I had the seven and then I upgraded to the 10, I didn't trade in to do that. I just paid off my seven and then sold it myself um but with Brittany, like we paid off she didn't have very much left on hers but we paid it off and now it's just sitting in a shelf somewhere and i'm kind of just thinking i should probably get that battery replaced but then they also probably have to fix the screen and i don't want to do right that. yeah you can't do that. um so you know it's just there and maybe maybe someday someone will, will someone we know will need a phone for whatever reason and yeah it's not a great phone but it's a phone and here it is you know here take it it's no big deal uh and, you know, I, I kind of like just having these phones as, as backups a little bit in case cause my, my wife, the way she treats phones, it's probably good to have a backup from time to time. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's hard spending money on something that you don't really feel like you need at the moment. But that's it's it's like an insurance plan. You know, it's, it's not it's necessarily an, for me now. It's an for investment me in the future or it's oh, for yeah. someone else in the future. Do do a solid for future Levi. Yeah. And if you have anything older than, even if it's a seven, you should, you should definitely do this. I mean, just do it. But it's, it's up, up until the end of the year, right? This program, right. battery replacement, 30 bucks. And, and you said it's only going to go up to 50. It's only, yeah, it's, it's only going up to 49 for everything but the 10 style devices and then it's going to be $69 for those. Yeah. So, do it. If if you have an older device, 7 or older, just go ahead and do it. Yeah. And if you have a 10 or an 8, well, maybe do it. So, it's interesting. My dad has a 7 plus and he's at a 95% maximum capacity right now. And he plans on he plans on using it just till it won't work anymore. Um even even as he I've seen the 10R. My mom got a 10R and she she took advantage of the deal that I was going to take advantage of from Sprint because she had a seven. And so she was just ready to trade it in. So while we were sitting and watching the Vanderbilt Commodores uh, beat the Arkansas Razorbacks pretty handily, um, then I just ordered ordered the phone. She was going to trade in her sevens. So she sent it into them. And, um, and so she, she, has a, she has a 10R um, at a Great price. Um, and so my, my dad, you know, has seen the 10R and all that, all that has to offer. But he likes the 7 Plus. He said, I'm just going to use that until it doesn't work anymore. And so in that case, he's at 95% right now. I, I feel like it's, it, I would recommend you do $29. But if you're going to use it for two, three more years, then it may make sense to hold out. It's only going up to $49. 
do it at the end of next year. Yeah. And then that gets you, you know, into that, that third or fourth year, you know, more. Um, so, you know, any which way it could work in that case. I, I'm really surprised that you're down at 90% after, after just one year. Um, I, I had 89% on my SE before I got it replaced, you know, over, over two years. Yeah. I mean, there's this whole discussion, right? About, well, OLED screens should, you know, be less intensive on, on battery life. That's true. But there are also a lot more pixels that they're having to push. So, you know, even though OLEDs do perform better with, with batteries just because you're not having to push as much energy when you're displaying black or whatever, um, there are way more pixels on the 10 than, well, I say way more. I don't know exactly how many more, but there are more than on the 10 than versus the 8 or whatever. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, surprising or not. I haven't really seen, haven't researched where other people with 10s are at this point. Yeah. I don't oh, know. I wonder how many cycles you've been through. I, I think that you can use coconut battery. On the Mac, have you ever used coconut battery? Coconut battery is this cool little utility that you can download on the Mac, and it's free. Um, I think they have a pro feature for doing something on iPhones, like almost like maybe it's like wirelessly um, analyzing your iPhone's battery. You can plug it in, I think, for free. You can see how many cycles your iPhone um, has been through total battery cycles, um, and you can actually see total battery. You can see total battery cycles for your Mac in. Um, system what is that called in the about part and then it's uh, like system report or something like that on the mac on the iphone though um there's nowhere to see how many cycles your battery has been through but you can use coconut battery and plug in your iphone to your computer and it'll tell you uh, how many cycles it's, it's been through which can be interesting um oh the other thing that coconut battery will tell you about your mac is like it's manufacturer date and other and it'll it'll tell you uh the maximum capacity of your of your battery same same kind of, kind of thing the battery health does on the i on the iPhone now coconut battery has been doing that for Macs for for years so it's a really cool application um that I would recommend just checking out I'm interested to run it on that 2011 MacBook Pro you should do <laughs> that like absolutely zero battery life. You I, I need to run it on my 2010 see <laughs> see what it's looking like I I did recently and I'm, I think, I mean, I think it was down to like, uh, it, well, it was only down to like maybe like 70 or 80% max battery life. You mentioned something about home buttons on iPads. Yes, 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 yes. So I was, I was, I don't remember. Oh, so I was getting my battery replaced and then we launched off on that tangent. So while battery was getting replaced, I was using the 11 and the 12 and a half. I also stood next to a home pod and just like, hey, Siri, read it over and over again. Um, <laughs> yes. There you go. Yes, uh, there you are. Um, it did not uh, engage mine. And it, it's actually the first time. I think I have Hey Siri turned off on mine. Though. Probably do. <laughs> I'm I, it's the first time I've actually heard a HomePod. Sounded really good. Oh, wow. Well. I turned it up to a degree that I was comfortable with. I don't know if everybody else was comfortable with it. But um, I mean, I was just playing just good stuff. It's just some Wolf Mother and, and I really, other great music. I'm really pleased with my HomePod. It I, sounds really good. Yeah, and we I, I did have to move it just um just this weekend actually because we got our new Simply Safe security stuff in and it came with a free camera and I needed to put it where the HomePod was basically <laughs> and uh it's no big deal. I'll be able to put the HomePod HomePod back after Christmas is over cuz there's a lot of stuff on our mantle right now. 
like tree, like a, a you know real tree parts or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't decorate the house for Christmas. There's but, there's birds. We feed them. They stick around. Yeah, you know, and they're they're just up there. And once that stuff's gone, I'll be able to put the HomePod back. <laughs> uh, but right now, I moved it to the kitchen, and um, it's actually been a really great place for it because. A lot of times when we're listening to music, we're usually in the kitchen anyway, you know, like cooking and getting or having dinner. So it's I've kind of like it in the kitchen, but, you know, not enough to go buy another one and, yeah. <laughs> and put it in the kitchen. But I'm not I don't regret my purchase, even even buying it at full price. So it's there's been some really great deals on them this time of year. I think Best Buy had them for like two fifty or mm-hmm. something and not like used ones, new new ones. Um, so if, if you can get a deal on on one. I would definitely encourage it if 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 you like to just listen to music. I mean, that's really that's really the the primary use for it is is it sounds great. Brittany got a one of the you know, like a record player. I don't know what brand. And she was really excited about it, and um, she was gonna go out and buy more records. <laughs> and I'm just like, why? We have a HomePod and we have Apple Music, and she's like, it just, it, I just like the way that that it sounds. And I was like that it sounds crackly and old. I, I don't understand. I don't understand what you're saying right now. She's like, it just, it just brings back memories. And I'm like, okay. I don't, why? Like it doesn't, if you like listening to music that doesn't sound as good. Okay. That's fine. If that's nostalgic for you. Great. But I'm just not on board with that. It was fun to play some, some old, she found some old Christmas records at like Goodwill or something. And, and it, that was fun, but come on. I can get pretty much any song I want on this other device. It's a ceremony, Levi. I guess. But you I, listen to all those ATP episodes about yeah. record playing. That's back when you listened to the whole episode. That's exactly probably one of the reasons why I don't <laughs> listen to the whole episode anymore. Now that I think about it. Oh yeah. boy. Um yeah, anyway. So I, let me let me wrap up my my the, and then and then I got stuff to say about uh home speakers. Home buttons on iPads. Home buttons on iPads. So I was using the eleven, using the twelve and 12.9. The 12.9 is just, again, it's just great for the keyboard and the 11 is just great to hold. And the 12.9 is too large to hold. It is so large to hold. Um, but the 11 is really a great, uh, a great iPad to hold um, just in your hands and, um, and use that way. And then I walked over to the iPad mini that's by the HomePods because they don't actually, they don't actually have iPad minis. The only iPad minis they have in there are by all the headphones to tell you about the headphones. They're by the HomePods to tell you about the HomePods. Um, they don't actually have any iPad mini set up in order to actually sell the, sell the iPad mini, um, which is good for them. I, that, that's a good decision. Um, and But I held the iPad mini, and it's just such a perfect size. But I was also like, this home button, like what in the world are They're you doing squishy, here? yeah. Well, and it was just I I've been using them for I don't know 15 20 minutes going back with the 12.9 and the and the 11 these new new styles without the home button. And so it just seemed like so strange that you would have a an iPad to use with the home button, especially just when you're holding it, you know? Um it's less strange to me. Like obviously I use my my 9.7 that that I have. And it's less strange to me cuz I almost always use it with a keyboard. Um I mean, most of my usage is with the keyboard. And so it's, it's, I, I navigate with the keyboard. I don't really hit this. I don't really use this home button very often. So it's, it's less of a, less of a difference in that case. And, but it's again, like if they, if they just released a iPad mini in the style of 
the new iPad Pros, which is not happening. I do think I do think we're gonna get an iPad Mini five with the uh, with the nine point seven that they'll release probably this spring. You know, just do a, a general update to those. I think there's probably gonna be an update to the iPad Mini, and then it's a question of just like, am I just gonna be using home buttons forever? I just <laughs> yes. If you if you keep going down this path, yes. That the answer to that is yes. I just had a conversation a few days ago with someone who is looking to buy an iPad Mini Four, and it was a weird conversation because I'm just like, that's not a good decision to make. But this person—they are really cheap. Yeah, and she cheaper than they're going to be. She has an original iPad Mini, and she's used it. I think she bought it when they and first. She's came still out. happy with her life. Well, it's it's that part of her life at least. I don't know. She loves the size yeah. and she loves um it, it's just it's a perfect device for her for whatever reason. And, and that's great. I'm happy for her. Um and she's like it's dying, it's time. And she's she's full on planning to go buy one. And I was explaining to her that, you know, the only iPad mini you can buy is like 2 years old now. Um but, you know, it's it's still a fine device. It's definitely going to be an improvement for you. <laughs> compared to what you've had and um but she was upset because she found out in doing her research that they don't she, when she was originally doing it they didn't sell the LTE model anymore new is what she said but then she said that they've actually come back and changed that to where they are selling it now so i don't know i, I haven't actually fact checked her on this but i did explain to her that they mentioned the iPad mini on stage mm-hmm. in the fall at the, uh, you know, at the fall event. And so I was trying to explain to her that because they did that, it seems like they might actually release another iPad mini at some point. So maybe, maybe you want to wait just a little bit because I, I just can't imagine them actually going to the trouble of mentioning it on stage and, you know, having no plans to, to actually do anything about that. So it's just funny that you're talking about iPad minis and I just had this conversation with someone that uh, was all excited about getting a new iPad mini, but only if she can get an LTE model because she, as she said, she uses it when she's walking around places for directions. That's her, her direction device. Everybody's got to have a use case. Yeah. And, and she loves it. So I hope she, I hope she gets, I want everybody to get what they want when it comes to Apple stuff. Even you. <laughs> With your weird SE. Uh, I just load. don't understand why the smaller devices have to be worse devices. Yeah. And it, well, when the SE came out, it wasn't, it wasn't entirely like it was yeah. a fine, it was a fine device for when what it, it was. When it, when it initially came out, yeah. It had only six month old internals except for this first generation Touch ID, which didn't, didn't bother me as much until I got the eight. And then now it no, really bothers you. me yeah. how long it takes. But that's, I really think it's going to be cyclical because I, especially as they've moved to these bigger and bigger phones, even this year, you know, and if the rumors are true, if they're not selling as well, which people say that every year and they're, they do just fine. But, um, I don't know. I feel like it's a cyclical thing and they'll eventually come back around and and maybe it won't be a four inch again, but I just feel like they're going to have, you know, your smallest device right now is 5.7 inches. I just don't think that's tenable forever. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, they certainly it's five point eight inches, but oh, yeah, they, sorry. but they, I mean, they certainly see like the eight and the seven even as just 
perfectly sellable devices. I mean, they had this weird old Black Friday sale where like that's what they were putting on sale was the seven and the eight I, and just barely stuff. Just I hate Apple Black Fridays. Weird, 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 weird. But I mean, they, they, especially Tim Cook, just totally sees those as just as on sale as the new devices. So we're still selling, except for they're not, they're not selling the SE in the store. Um, I mean, you have to buy the SE from like a carrier or, uh, or I think Best Buy maybe sells them. Um, but they're not, they're, I mean, they're not selling um, the SE in the store anymore. I don't, I, they're selling the iPad mini in the store. I guess, what was the other one that they're not I selling? I want to tell you that, that you need to let this dream die. But at the same time, I just think, I don't know. I mean, I think your dream has to evolve, I guess is what I'm saying, because I don't think there'll ever be another four inch phone. But, you know, if they did some if they did an update that was in that that iPhone eight, iPhone seven size again, and maybe they do something there. I just I don't think it's ever gonna be another four inch phone. But your dreams of a smaller phone I don't think are completely unreasonable. Just like the iPad mini dream is is not completely unreasonable. But at the same time, I want you to experience the current technology. And I just don't know if you're ever really going to get there with it, the things that you want. It would be nice. I mean, I was really close a month ago. Almost got almost got into the 10R. I was really unsure about it. And then at one point, I was just like, well... Let's just let's just do it. You let's were just, in to the point that you bought a success. In, I was into the point, like I was into the point I actually bought the device I needed to I mean, like one because that was the thing is that like once I bought the success, like there was kind of no going back. Like once I had the device yeah. I was gonna trade in, it's the only reason I was buying it. So here we go. And I did so. But it was an interesting experience not being able to do so. And then using a 10R the other day in the in the store. I, it, it's a little heavier than I want it to be. That's yeah. for sure. It's a little thicker than I want it to be. And there's times when I would love having it. And there's times when I would, uh, then when I would really want, really want the SE, I would probably, it's been interesting. It's interesting because I have the work phone and I have my personal phone, my SE. And so I carry those around basically all the time with me, like both of them. They're just in my two front, front pockets, uh, one each. And so if I, if I, if I got the 10 R, like I was thinking I may just not carry around the work phone as much. Like I don't, I don't need to carry that around all the time. I mean, probably more just when I'm on call and I would probably carry around the 10 R and the SE just together and just go best of both worlds. Great, great two-handed phone here and great one-handed phone here. I feel like I almost almost engaged or uh what's almost brought upon a seizure with how hard my eyes rolled back into my head just now when you when you said that that thing what's wrong with that i mean there's nothing wrong with it it, it's but there's nothing right with it either (laughs) (laughs) that's that's title right there um to me like it, it feels um derivative of carrying an iPad and and a Mac to a great extent because the two devices just seem like they lend themselves to different purposes. Obviously you don't have the I can get on board operating with this. system yeah. difference. I can get on board with this this, this 
this ideology. There's just certain types of things I just want to grab a one-handed device and now it's done. And then if I'm going to be delving into anything, I want you to redesign Safari and I want you and I want to have a larger device. The other thing about uh, Safari between the iPad and the iPhone is that you can move tabs with keyboard shortcuts on the iPad. This is just going back to what we were talking about earlier. And so you just hold shift command and you just go left and right and you move between tabs. Yeah. So even, even if you're not splitting them on the screen, then you could still move between tabs so much easier than the freaking iPhone. <sighs> Chrome used to, on the iPhone, when you slid from the left edge or the right edge over onto the screen, it used to go switch tabs instead of going back and forward in your, in your browser. They switched because it was just too much pressure because people just expect when I slide from the left edge onto the screen, it's going to go back because that happens in all sorts of apps now. But it used to be that you could switch tabs and maybe this is in settings. Maybe, maybe I can, when I need to do that, just go into Chrome. Maybe, maybe I can change that in settings so that when you swipe from the edge, it changes your tabs instead of going back and, and forward in the browser. You taught me something new. I didn't know you could uh, shift command over left or right. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I like it. I have one last question for yeah. you about while we were kind of talking about your upgrade shenanigans that you were trying to pull off. Why do you think these carriers are so hostile to people that are already their customers? There are never any upgrade deals, any like really great upgrade deals for current customers. It's always they want you to open a new line. I don't understand that. I've I've talked to people this fall that they want to get new phones, but they don't want to they don't want to go to a new carrier. They just want to stay with their carrier. But there are no deals for them. It's always you have to open a new line and you've experienced this firsthand. Why? Why is it like that? It it used to not be that way. Yeah. And well, and it was interesting too because this this deal that Sprint had, which was trading an old device like back to a 6S. And the, the first few days, at least, it was for existing customers. And then it switched to... Too lines. many people were almost, doing it. Almost as if like too many people were doing it. Or like, oh, we didn't mean for it to that's be some, for existing That's some customers. movie pass shady stuff right, right there. Like, oh, no, no showings today. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, the way it makes sense to me is that carriers make their money off of the monthly you know, your monthly payments. And once you have somebody on a carrier, they're just so much more likely to just stay on that carrier because it, it's semi, semi difficult to get off that carrier. Plus you're going to have, you're going to need a new device, especially depending on the iPhone year and depending on the bands that are um, supported between different iPhones. Like sometimes you need a, a different iPhone, even if you're just still going to have an iPhone 10 and you need a different iPhone 10 to go on AT&T than you do for Sprint, which is madness. Um, I think when we get, I think when we get to 5G, that it won't be that way. I think the 10 R is actually, except for like carrier locking and like that whole business. I think all the new phones because of this SIM stuff that they have, the dual SIM ness that they have, I think they may be kind of carrier agnostic except for this locking stuff that Verizon does, especially almost more than anybody else. Um, but, you know, they make their money off the monthly payments. And so they just want more people paying monthly payments to them. And 
obviously they're they're buying the devices from Apple to resell in their stores, basically. So if they, you know, take a, if they lose money on that initial giving you the the phone for much less than they bought it for from Apple, you know, wholesale from Apple, they just say, well, if you're with us for two years or three years or four years, like we're just going to make so much money off of you. Yeah. Um, monthly payment wise. And if you're already, the, where it comes in is that if you're already paying us monthly payments, then we don't, all we, we don't care what phone you pay us those monthly payments for. Yeah. Right. Cause it's not going to change. You know, I, I totally get your, your statement here. It's like about human behavior, right? That people, even if there is a, a great deal at another carrier, just the, the cost of moving, just the mental cost of going through that. Right. Just that. It's and there's just, all sorts of other stuff on top of that, but solely that it's is, human behavior to just be like, ah, I don't want to deal with that. I'm just going to stay. But to me, I'm like, if you do have these customers and that's how you make their money, how you make your money is, is off keeping customers, like throw them a bone every once in a while, just because it is so easy in terms of, you know, if you do actually pass that threshold to move to another carrier, you're going to get a great deal. So it just seems to me like they would also offer great deals to current customers, but I get human behavior says, eh, they're probably going to stay anyway. We'll just milk them as long as we can. I just don't like it. I mean, it works for me because I, I, I don't want to deal with it. I, you know, I'll stay on AT&T. It's just easier that way. I don't care. But, you know, people I've talked to, they just want to get a new phone. And the, and the only way they're really going to be able to do that is if they go open up a new line somewhere else or if they open up a new line on their current account that they don't need. And I don't know. It's just frustrating. But it I is. But I'm perfect. I'm a perfect example of that. It, it's true that human character says most people, they're just going to stay. So it's yeah. just frustrating. So homework for the next episode. I've got to finish the last two episodes of the first half of season nine of the walking dead. It is. And so we're going to have a, I think we're going to have a pretty, we've never really talked much walking dead on the podcast. We haven't. We've talked a lot of walking dead off of the, the podcast in the past. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, there's been some big changes uh, on the show. And then also probably not this next episode, but the episode after I really want to do, a like the last Jedi one year later type of uh, type of thing um, because it's December and I feel like there should be a Star Wars movie, but there's not uh, because Solo had to had to come out back in May or, or whenever it was. Uh, funny story. I had a friend <laughs> I had a friend text me um, the other day. And so anyway. Walking Dead next episode, and then I would love to do The Last Jedi, maybe the episode after. Um, so that's homework for people, for the, the the tens of you that listen to this. Um, but I had a friend the other day message me. I think it was maybe Black Friday. And uh, he said, bro, where is this Where is this episode nine trailer? We're, we're like a month out. Where is it? Dead serious. And I felt really bad. Oh. I felt really bad that I had to break the news to him that uh, that comes out in 2019. <laughs> not, All the way at the end of 2019. Not 2018. Ugh. But I get it because we've been so conditioned for the last three years to have 
a, a Star Wars movie in December, and then Solo kind of screwed that up. It's the last two years. Well, no, 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 I'm sorry. We had Rogue One. I, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, stand corrected. And uh, yeah, and and Solo had to somehow, which that was the least likely to hit that early date out of all the movies with all the troubles it had, and somehow they did. I don't know. Monkey man. Just the efficiency of Ron Howard, I guess. No. I, I'm not sure. Something but, like that. Yeah. So, Last Jedi, all you haters, just get ready. And uh, we'll talk some Walking Dead next time, too.